Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, Season 2, Episode 38. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Tonight, we've got Geordie, uh, we've got Tash, and we've also got our producer uh, jumping on, so we'll uh, introduce Anna as well. Great to have her on board. Um, you know, does a lot of great things, um, along with our marketing crew behind the scenes. So our listeners that have been following us for quite a while, we'll slowly introduce that crew uh, to you as well. But uh, before we get too, too carried away and talk all things rugby league, let's dive into the warm-up. And the one. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, team, let's have a little bit of fun. We certainly uh, throw a little bit of banter around uh, pre-recording. Let's bring it on to the show uh, and let's throw out a few different questions. Uh, tonight's an interesting one, um, maybe a little bit of PTSD for a few of us remembering about our most embarrassing uh, sporting moments. Uh, Geordie, you can kick us off. You had me a little bit worried that I might be sharing too much with that intro. Never, um, my never. most embarrassing moments got to be my um, first tournament back after childbirth. I felt wet on the jersey and then realised it was my breast milk <laughs> everywhere. Geordie, <laughs> uh, that is a absolute cracker. Tash, what about yourself? Dan, I've got so many and uh, we just don't have time to discuss them, but I'll give you a quick two. And this is honestly true. It was actually published in the basketball newsletter. I top scored for the opposition team. Mm-hmm. I just got so excited with those rebound, my friends. I just kept seeing the hoop and putting it up. Um, and another one, touch footy, tight game. I've dived over for one of the world's best tries, got up, celebrated, and it was five metres short. Oh, that, <laughs> that's got to hurt. Um, that has got to hurt. You know, thinking about touch, that sort of leads me to mine. Mine was, you know, I played rugby league, obviously. I, I'm not the biggest guy, so I certainly take out battering in defense. But, you know, fortunately, touch wood, I didn't get too many serious injuries, just a lot of niggles. But, you know, did the whole, you know, play touch and was a little bit frustrated with with the team, not running onto the ball, tried to show them a little bit of something, something touch. And, um, yeah, basically fell over playing touch and broke my leg. So there we go. My most embarrassing sporting moment was, yeah, breaking my leg. And, um, yeah, happily retired from then. I thought, no, you guys can have your touch football. Um, but, yeah, uh, we do give it a lot of love here at Mojo Sports. But, yeah, touch was definitely not for me. But uh, there we go, a few embarrassing sporting moments. I think there's a few others as well that we might uh, we, we might bring to air as well. But um, anyway, team, let's dive into one of our favourite uh, segments here at Mojo Sports, All Ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? If I can influence people positively, then yeah, my work here is done. All right, team, as we mentioned, one of our favourite segments here on Mojo Sports is we get to sit down and interview a player in our game. And, you know, tonight we've got another very special player. And, um, yeah, let's let's dive into it and, and talk a little bit about 
um, our very special guest. Uh, so at just 24 years of age, this week's guest has already had an impressive start to her rugby league career. Uh, Jessica Ellison debuted uh, with the Brisbane Broncos in 2019 against the Dragons and has remarkably experienced early success winning premierships with the club in 2019 and 2020. Um, Jess, now playing as a forward for the Gold Coast Titans, if her success so far is anything to go by, this young gun is destined for a stellar season ahead. Um, and also something you may not know about Jess is that she's a hairdresser by trade, uh, but one hell of a rugby league player. And we are very excited to have Jess on the show tonight. Jess, welcome to Mojo Sports. Hello, thank you for having me. So excited to have you on this show as we inch <laughs> closer to another, I'm sure is going to be an incredible NRLW season, but um, no time to waste, my friend. We've got so many things to ask, talk about, dig into, um, so let's dive into it. Jess, um, take us all the way back to, I guess, your earliest sporting memory. Like, What did sport look like for you um, Yeah, when, when you were younger coming up through the ranks? Um, so I sort of started off, I was playing touch, um, when I was quite younger, um, you know, I was never the best at touch. I was never really the best, but I just always tried. Um, I did a lot of tracks. I did a lot of long distance running, um, and 400s. They were my thing. Loved them. That was it. Um, and then sort of finished that after school, went into union. So I played a lot of competitive, um, sevens. Um, there was a comp called Bond um, Uni, you know, and we did that. And that was footy until probably last three or three years ago, I'd say. Um, and I, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just keep playing uh, Union and everything like that. But then a couple of girls came up and said, oh, come play league down at Tweed. And I, was, I live in Tweed. So it was so, I was like, oh, you know, I'll go down there, have a little crack at it. Um didn't like it. I did not <laughs> like it. I was like, what the hell? Because, you know, union's yeah. so different and it's – I could not play the ball, I tell you that. Kept not going back 10 metres. I'd make a tackle and I'd lean over the person. Um, but then, yeah, I got the hang of it and everything like that and then um, made SE2 and then from there I got selected for Origin. Um, so I made my first Origin debut in 2019 um, played a massive 15 minutes. <laughs> I think Maddie Sutton scored on me. I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, went to Bronx, um, first game, played a couple of minutes, and then I got a major concussion. And it was like you could even see it was like a post-concussion that ruled me out for the season. It was like wow. six weeks out, um, had MRIs, everything. Uh, next year, came back to Bronx. Um, I was playing second row alongside like Taryn and everything like that. We won the grand final. Um, then what was it? Made Origin again, but I was 18th that year. So I was, I tell you what, I was really wanting to make an impact a year after. And of course, you know, drew my ankle as you do. Um, and so that was in COVID. And so it was probably a blessing in disguise. Like I got to change my whole mind frame of what, you know, I wanted to do. I started training in strength, um, CrossFit, like just, I went from like, I think I was playing around 70, 75 kilos to now 85. That's um, unreal. You know, still made sure that I kept like my speed and like my um, engine because that was like, you know, that was my thing that I could make a difference is I loved running and I still love like just going and going that, and going. That, that's, the, that's the hard thing, isn't it? It's putting on good weight, weight and being able to, 
you know, uh, maintain your athleticism, if not make it better, but at the same time, you know, obviously trying to put on that size, that weight. But it's, it's incredible the career that you've had. And, um, you know, we spoke a little bit off air about, you know, pulling you aside to our, our, our sports interview show, give it a bit of a plug, our In Focus show, where we really want to sit down and um, talk a little bit more about your career as well, because there's just so many amazing things. So, you know, just picking out a, a few of the things you spoke about, one of the things I've always been curious about is, yeah, the comparison between Union and League. You spoke about it like it, it, it was a little bit, it was a little bit foreign. It was a little bit different, but yeah, t- take us back to, yeah, trying to adjust to rugby league. Like obviously in sevens, there's so much space. There's, there's obviously the different rules. And I, I guess my question is like, how long did it take for you to become comfortable in rugby league? Um, truthfully, so the whole year where I did, like the first year I came over, I had no idea about it. And, you know, looking back at it now, I was like, I was not ready to sort of play that standard of league. Like, you know, I made wrong choices, um, in the sense of like, you know, just little errors that, cause I didn't know the game. I didn't really grow up watching the game. I watched union, um, but the funniest thing was Tani Norris was my sevens coach, which who would Handy. have bloody thought? <laughs> Handy. Um, but, you know, she never thought of me as league. So, but it was a massive change and, like, I really focused on getting the little errors and um, fixing those up because, yeah, it came to crucial parts where your brain would just snap and, you know, I'd roll the ball wrong and it would be a penalty. And, you know, that that's just, you know, just from not knowing the game. Hey, Jess, did you ever make the fatal error, and be honest now, of of doing a a huge hit-up, you know, like great post-contact metres, driving those feet through, drop to the ground, the prawn, the gate, plant the ball and leave it? No, I did it at training and Uh I I was like, oh, and just laughing at me. I was like, what? I'm like, oh, Um, no, but I've made them. I've got a line break. I'm like, yeah, go. And I, I just have mine and didn't play the ball. I just let go of the board. Like, it just, oh, my God. I think to now I still think of it and go, oh, far out, Jess. <laughs> it's, uh, there's so, I mean, you know, it, it's a bit of a competitive pathway system that the game's got at the moment. There's a lot of rugby union players that are playing in NRL, you know, and vice versa. So, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening, nodding along, being like, yeah, I, I kind of, I've, I've done that before. That's for sure. Jess, and that's I, it. Like I see a lot of girls that I know come over and I'm like, yeah, it's not as easy as it looks. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Um, Jess, you know, obviously there was a period there where rugby league was very uncomfortable, very awkward. It took you, it took you a bit of time. And, and then, you know, you start to settle into the game and then, wow, my friend, you know, you obviously shine, you obviously impress and you obviously make your mark on the game in different ways. It, it's a, uh, you know, it, it's a very good, um, you know, story for a lot of people to follow in terms of, you know, taking a chance on our game. But, you know, how did you how did you handle, I guess, the step up in competition? Because that, that's kind of what we talk a lot about here. It's like, okay, well, I started playing here. You spoke about Origin. You spoke about some of these grand finals. You spoke about some of these bigger games. How did you kind of manage that? Like, you know, because you, it was pretty rapid for you, you know, making your way through, I guess your own rugby league pathway, but how did you adjust to the different speeds and games getting harder, more complex, more physical? How did you, how did you handle it? I just, you know, I think where my strengths are is like, you know, I just always make sure that I'm the fittest and strongest I can be. And I'm doing, you know, everything I can to make sure that I'm not 
left behind or not left behind, but, you know, if I go into a club, I make sure I'm one of the fittest, I'm one of the strongest. Like, that is my goal whenever I go um, into it. And so, like, I love this new competition where it's fast forwards, where it's this high-speed, big minutes because, you know, I love that. I love that, you know, we've got hopefully soon 80 minutes of a game where, you know, the forwards now are staying on longer than some of the backs. Like, you know, that's where I love and love that the game's going that way. So, yeah. Definitely suits your playing style, you know, definitely, you know, towards the back end when people are getting a little bit tired, you've still got that motor to continue continue to work. I love it. Um, And I love it. And I love, like, coming off the bench. Uh, I know it sounds weird. Everyone wants a starting, but I love the bench. I love that. That's when I come on and I'm like, all this energy and, yeah, so... Let's talk about your time at the Brisbane Broncos. Jess, you know, it, it's it's going to be really interesting. You know, we'll, we'll obviously get to, um, you know, your, your, your new club and, and how exciting that's going to be. But, yeah, talk to us a little bit about the, about the Brisbane experience because you experienced, you were involved in something very, very special. And I, I wonder whether a lot of people in the game have really taken a, the opportunity to take a step back and, and really think about how special – that group was there at the Broncos and, and, and sort of, you know, all, all of the things that sort of went into um, such unprecedented success. So talk, me, talk to me a little bit about your time at the Broncos because, you know, you, you were playing alongside some very, very special players. Yeah, honestly, the whole system at Broncos is very professional, very, um, you know, we have awesome facilities, we have awesome staff around us, you know, it's, always been a very good and like you know we came into a team that had structure already that had like you know your key players they didn't really bring I know when Kelvin came over um he obviously bring me and Taryn from Tweed um you know but he kept the core group quite the same so you know we were slotting into a team that was already you know a winning team it was uh it was certainly that you uh yeah, didn't mind winning a game of football. <laughs> that's for sure. It was uh, it was very very special and uh, yeah, in- incredibly impressive. And you just wonder, you know, whether whether we'll ever see anything like that again. You know, obviously the the competition's changing, um, a lot of new franchises and things like that. Um, I think it's going to go down the history books definitely. Just, yeah, hundred percent. Just one thing that did go down in the history books was um, in the twenty twenty one NRLW competition, the local derby where actually, you know, you as a new member of the Titans served it up to your ex-team in the Broncos. Can you just tell us a little bit about that game, what went down? Um, it was the – we just wanted – we wanted it. We, we wanted to prove a point because um, I know, like – I personally love, like all the girls, like we play with them in origin. So I never really, I was like, oh, I'm playing against my mates. Like I'll tackle, want to go good run or something like that. But I know that um, a couple of other girls, like you bring in Steph, like no Broncos. And, you know, they had other passions, um, you know, but it was more so just like, I just wanted to look at Kelvin and be like, <laughs> just in the <laughs> funniest way. I like, I went to mates, but I was like, ha in that sense. But no, it was, it was fun. And speaking to Taryn after the game, she was just like, don't talk to me. I'm like, I'll talk to you in a couple of days. <laughs> it's, it's it's so funny. And it's something that is a little bit unique about the game that we love, this code of ours, is there's just so much mateship. There's so much friendship. But 
when you put on those opposing jerseys, even at state level, we, we, we see NRL, you know, NRLW, you know, teammates go up against each other. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very special thing. Jess, um, obviously not to bring the mood down, but yeah, t- talk to us a little bit about that concussion experience that you spoke about. You know, it, it, it is a bit of a, a tricky part of the, you know, part of what we do, part of our trade. But yeah, talk us through that experience for you because, um, yeah, not, 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 not a great moment. That's for sure. No, and obviously my first sort of game and, you know, new to the game and to be knocked with that. Like I've had a few really bad concussions. So um, most of them I've ended up in hospital, not all from football, but that one knocked me a lot. Um, It was six weeks, no exercise. Like I could not do anything, anything. And, um, yeah, it really knocked me, that one. Jess, for our young listeners who are a little bit unsure about playing tackle footy, there's a lot of people out there, and before we scare them off and they go playing tennis or something or golf, although the money's pretty good, so maybe that could <laughs> be an balls. Jess, what, what, what makes you come back? What, what makes, you know what I mean? Like, we, we know the risks. It is challenging. We know some of the pressures and the challenges that puts on the rest of your life as well. But, but what, where's your mentality uh, when it comes to head knocks? Because, you know, um, there's a lot of protection. There's a lot more support than there's ever been. But at the end of the day, you've still got to go out there and take that risk. Where, where do you kind of sit on that, that whole um, yeah, situation? Look, I think I've got to a point where I'm like, injuries are going to happen. You know, it just like, like you don't go playing going, you don't run into half contact going, oh, I'm going to get injured. Like you run as hard as you can to, try and prevent that and you know when I did my ankle I was like I do not want to I don't want to go play other footy because I'm scared to get hurt like you just cannot think about that like it you know it's you come back you've done everything right to come back and you know you just got to back yourself that you've done everything correct yeah that, I, I think that's great advice and great great mentality because once it starts to creep in lacks confidence you don't start to play the way you normally play and, and, and you're sort of, you're halfway there to retirement. But um, no, look, credit to you for bouncing back because, you know, we're about to get to, you know, what that bouncing back looks like. Um, we touched on it a little bit, but yeah, it's it's been remarkable. And, you know, it's, you know, you, you're still so young as well. I, I think it's it's going to be really special to see what uh, what the future's in store for you, my friend. Jess, we've seen um, that, you know, uh, some players have gone through a bit of a roller coaster and, the better athletes come back stronger. Now, you burst onto the scene, you made State of Origin. Then as, you know, we've just been discussing with you, you know, you, you've had the concussion, then you had to come back, prove yourself, and then you did your ankle. Then you've got to come back, prove yourself. So I think you have come back stronger most definitely and, and you've, you've, had, you've shown that. But what are your um, goals or, or what are you determined to do, just the smallest goal this season? Um, I want to play better than what I did last season. That's my goal. Like, obviously last season was my first time being in the front row. I've never played front row. So, um, last season I was like getting the hang of it. And, you know, I'm like, I've only just sort of started learning this role and, you know, I've taken time to know it even more now. So I'm so excited that I can sort of try and bring that to my team as well. And, you know, I'm in such a good headspace with both myself and my squad. Like they have my hype, I tell you. Um, and it's really nice to have a team that backs you and believes in you. So that makes a whole lot of difference. I was hoping you were going to say that, Jess, because you've moved into the front row and I've heard an interview or I've heard you say before that you're never going back. This is where you want to play. This is where you are. Um, What is it about that position that makes you 
really determined and uh, to favour it? Um, look, well, when I first, I was like, I do not want to be a front rower. Like, there, I was, nah, not doing it. Um, but then I think because I trained so hard to get so strong, I thought in my head that I'm not like, you know, your Chelsea Leonard doozies that can run through contact, like, but I figured out what type of forward I am. And I think that's changed it. Like, I'm never going to run straight on like Caitlin Johnson when she ran at me at Origin. I tell you, I won't do that, but I will use my footwork and that's my strength. So, um, Understanding what my strength is and what type of player I am uh, has really helped, you know, and I'm not getting yelled at by my half. That's nice. <laughs> Jess, I, I, um, I'm struggling not to, to dive into some X's and O's conversation because I'm with you. There, there's a lot to your move. There's a lot to your game and there's a lot to some trends that are happening in the game that makes me very, very excited and makes you very well positioned. But you know, just just in simple terms, there there is a bit of a, a movement happening within the game at the moment, and uh, yeah, I, I'm just yeah, not to give away too many trade secrets or your playbook, but uh, I, I think it's I think it's going to play in your favour, my friend. Let's talk a little bit about the Gold Coast Titans because every time you mention your club, you light up, and you know that's a bit of a similar vibe that we get from a lot of the players there at the club. What what is and what makes the club so special in terms of what you're building there? Because you know, you look at some of the betting agencies, you guys are a bit of an underdog when it comes to the competition, but I don't know, my friend, there is something special there. So talk, talk to us a little bit about behind the scenes and, yeah, what, what does it mean to you to be a Titan? Look, I can put it to the one point. We were playing in, um, in Sydney um, and our CEO, Steve, came down. He folded our towels. He filled up our Powerade bottles. What CEO does that? Like, he could be in a corporate box doing whatever, but he's in our change room doing the things that, you know, no one really wants to do. He's there, you know, he's at every game. He Like, that is a representative, like, thing of what Titans are. Like, you know, the owners, the manic, like, everyone. It's just such an awesome club. And, you know, that's – I just think, wow, like, what an awesome place. It's, it, it, it is just a huge opportunity as well. And, and, and I'm with you, like based on my own connections, you know, that, that's, that, that's what I'm hearing as well, you know, behind the scenes, the administration, how it's being uh, run, the club, everything's being done in the right way. And to be honest with you, you know, it puts you guys in a really good position to kind of create your own narrative there at the Gold Coast, because, you know, when it comes to rugby league more broadly, including the men's game, there's been a little bit of underperformance here on the coast, but if we if we if we move it over to to you know NRLW, you guys have a great opportunity there to pioneer your sport there on the coast. Because one of the things that is remarkable, and you can probably talk a little bit about this in terms of some of the young people coming through, the talent there, the nursery there on the coast. Just talk talk to us a little bit about that. Some of the younger players getting around because I don't know. You, you can probably talk about it better than I can, but it, it's a rugby league nursery. You know, some of the best players in our country come from your area. Talk to us a little bit about some of the young players who are. Yeah, putting a little bit of pressure on you and others um, when it comes to that that pathway system. Oh, for sure, honestly. Um, the talent that's coming through is crazy. And, you know, I'm glad that Titans are now – hopefully girls go, okay, you know, Bronx was cool. They had these premierships. That's awesome. How cool to be to actually play for the Titans, you know? And, you know, the atmosphere that we can create, you know, and I think that that's going to be what people want, like – the vibe, the girls, you know, there's no with us, like there's development girls, but the thing is they train with us. There's no disconnection. There's much as a part of the team as well. We try to make them as part of the team as we can. And, you know, we want them there. We want them as our teammates. Just I was up, I was fortunate enough um, 
last week to be up there uh, to watch you girls hard at it and train. Um, and I saw some of the development players and I just said to Murph, like, who is that? Like there's some amazing bodies out there, um, very, very young. So if you had to name, you know, perhaps a bolter out of your development girls, who would that be? Look, Shantae is, Shantae Ratu is, you know, you can't look by her. She is going to be amazing in the game. I know she had a crack at Origin 19s um, and she just stood up. She's one of the quietest people you'll ever meet, ever. But I think with the more experience, you'll find that she'll be able to get her voice. And, um, you know, she's awesome. She's going to be a very, very good player. Yes, you've touched on what an incredible culture Titans have got within that playing group. Um, obviously, it's working dividends for you guys with a couple of um, key recruits and big names heading up there for this upcoming season. Um, have those girls joined you in preseason camp yet? Yep, yep, we got Lozzie, we got Maddie, uh, yeah, and, like, the cool thing is they've just gelled. And, you know, as much as I complain about our preseason um, <laughs> camp, that just bring us all together. And I think it was, you know, everyone sort of found where they are, you know, the loud, loud people sort of complete the quiet, quiet people. And it's just a really nice group of girls. And, and it's going to make a difference, you know, when you're absolutely buggered, when you're rat shit, you know, at the end of a half and you feel like you've got nothing left. If you look to your left and right and you've built those connections during the off season, they're your mates, they're your friends, you don't want to let each other down, you know, that, that's that's the difference. And um, one of the things with this competition is one win, one loss, it can just make all the difference. So, you know, we're all very, very excited about the Titans. Just talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, obviously the mentality of a forward, right? Like I'm, I'm kind of interested in chat. So, you know, what's your style? Are you a big talker when you're, when you're sort of out there on the football field? Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that or some of the best talkers on the field you've seen? Yeah, I can talk. (laughs) Um, I can talk. Um, I really enjoy it. I like talking because then I know what I'm doing and then the person next to me knows what it. I definitely struggle when there's no talk um, in the sense of like I like to know what's happening. Um, I really enjoy playing with G Hale, um, you know. She's my buddy and hopefully lock again this year. because she just directs you and you talk to her, you go, yep, I'm here, I'm here, um, you know. But then I think the whole thing of me being able to be fit is I can speak, you know, for the girls that can last that 15 minutes. At least I've got them for that full 15 minutes and they don't have to think, they just have to do, like, what I'm saying or what G's saying. Um, so, yeah, I like chatting. <laughs> Yeah, Jess, you brought up uh, Georgia Hale. She's, like, such a leader, such an outstanding oh. And in the lock position, you know, absolutely amazing. So I'd imagine she'll be wearing the number 13. But the number one position, I know you got Vani Politi, um, and but the, our listeners might not know, they might not be able to cast their minds back, that you've, you've got RP Nichols. Um, yeah. Can you talk to us about her? Maybe she's playing fullback and, and whether she's a talker, whether Vani's a big talker. Tell us about your fullback position. So that's a really interesting – I was actually talking to Varney about this and, like, you know, I know Varney can play both centre um, and fullback sort of thing, but so can Uppy. So I think at the moment I know we have a trial against us, so we're just fully our team in half. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that they'll both play both fullback and fullback on either teams, but they're both so different players. Like, um, both can talk and everything, but Uppy's like a little whippet. Like, she's her footwork's insane where – 
Varney's running game is so strong and like just like they're just they're different in that sense, but both so strong. Like, yeah, it, it's going to be a really hard one. Maybe a little bit of uh, you know double threat uh, strategy. I love that. Um, last question for you, Jess. Um, your mentality before you hit the field. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, with, with, with forwards, but I think, you know, a lot of the young girls listening are very interested in that. Like, you know, what are you, what are you telling yourself before you hit the football field? Are you saying, you know, you're the biggest, you're the baddest, you're the best player on the planet. Like, do you sort of hit the field with that sort of chat? Is there a little bit of self doubt? You know, what's your, what's your style, especially mixing it up in the middle, because you'd have to be pretty hype hitting, pretty hyped uh, hitting the football field. I'm horrified every time. I am so nervous. Um, I've and nerves are definitely my like. I get really nervous that I'm going to drop a ball. But the thing is, I'm like, I found a thing that I write down what I'm going to do each job I'm going to do and keep it simple. That's it. Like I'm an overthinker, so I'm very easy to think about what's going to happen in the future. But you know, I've worked out. You know, I'm going to hit, try and hit this many meters this game. I'm going to let no one get past me. Um, you know, and then I judge it off that and then I'm like, okay, I did my jobs. Cool. You know, and that's what I found like has helped me sort of thing. Like Jess, doing that. That's incredible. My friend, you are one of the best of the best coming through. You've already achieved so much and there's so much ahead of you, but it's just for you to talk about, Hey, you know, the nerves and everything like that. It's so good for our younger players listening to be like, you know, that kind of it's kind of a good thing, right? It feels you. It knows that you're ready. And then, yeah, sort of simplifying it and, you know, thinking about some of the key things you want to achieve and not overcomplicating it. I think there's a lot of coaches out there that throw, you know, 37 things that they want their players to achieve. But if you can break it down to a few things and do them very, very well, um, yeah, the world is your oyster. Absolutely. Jess, that is an incredible, uh, that's a really good snapshot into your career so far. And I think there's there's a lot to come. So, uh, but you haven't got away that easy. We're going to um, yeah bring you along to our rapid fire segment. Um, yeah, so let's do it, guys. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, we've got a bit of an MVP, uh, best player miniseries that we're running at the moment in our rapid fire. Um, last week, we spoke the number seven jersey. This week, it's the number six, the best of the five eights, uh, the pivot, the standoff. Um, yeah, so who do, you, who do we think's playing some of the best football in that position at the moment? Plenty of players to choose from. Geordie, going to start with you. Red hot at the moment. No surprises. I'm going a Bears tip. I'm going with Kira Dib. <laughs> Geordie, has she, honestly, like, has she played better football than what she's playing at the moment? Like, you, you know Kira really, really well. She's been on the show. She's done some incredible things. She's had some highs, some lows. But honestly, talk to me about her game at the moment because she, I, yeah. it, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think Kira's adding more strengths to her bow and the versatility that she's shown this year playing at lock as well. She's just... um. She's proving more and more reasons why she's, you know, taking that next step up. And you can't, you can't not have her in the conversation when you're talking about the best of in the game at the moment. Yeah, I, I find the game does look to be slowing down a little bit in and around her, which means that she's just got so much time and she's got that ability to just play with a little bit of tempo. And um, I mean, look, you know, that that's one of, you know, a hundred things and look, it's just great to see. Um, and, you know, the, the best football's ahead of her, that's for sure. Um, Tash... Um, just quickly, before we talk about the best and MVPs and all that, a bit of a shout-out to Katie Brown's platform, uh, Real Talk Media. If you had a chance, go and check it out. Great podcast. 
they ran a little bit of a rugby league goat series uh, during the week, and I happened to I put in a sneaky little vote. I promise I only voted once, just for the record. But my friend, you voted uh, the greatest, um, the goat of women's rugby league. Um, Tash, it's fun, it's great. I mean, there's some incredible players on that list. Um, first of all, my friend, congratulations. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, you know, we, 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 we speak about it, but we speak about it quite a lot in terms of your love for rugby league. So talk to us a little bit about that. And then, um, yeah, back to talking footy. Give me, give me, you know, one of your best number sixes running around at the moment. Yeah, Dan, look, very, very flattered to even be included in, you know, to be considered as a GOAT. Uh, everyone, so many other players out there, they're all deserved GOATs and it's such a subjective thing. And I think it was maybe your vote or my mum's vote that got me <laughs> <laughs> all the all, all the Russians are ta- tasks that we that we paid to, you know, sort of hack the system. But no, that's uh, that's well deserved, my friend, and left an incredible yeah. legacy on the game. And you, you continue to to do your thing as well, um, yeah, away from the field. But um, mate, let's talk halves. Let's talk five eights. It really is difficult to narrow them down because there's a, there's a few younger ones that are getting around that are starting to really put this together, you know, they're starting to get some regular football. They're starting to get some really good pre-seasons. They're in some really good systems. Um, who's catching your eye at the moment? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna come up with a bolter here, a real dark horse. And we were just talking about goats, and this particular player makes me feel more like a nanny goat than, than anything else because she's young, she's brilliant. Um, she debuted in the 2021 season. Uh, for the Dragons, I'm talking Talia Fuimano. I think she's going to have an outstanding season again with the Dragons, and she's my bolter for the number six. Look, you know, I, I know listeners get annoyed at me doing the, oh, what is that player going to look like in four or five years? But it's just true. You know, when you look at a player like Talia, you know, physically and some of her natural gifts, and now she's in Sowie's system, you know, she's, she's built up a really good um, combination there. It's, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. What, a, what an incredible talent. Um, Jess, you've played alongside a few handy halves in your time. They probably sprayed you a little bit. You probably sprayed them back. Uh, but, yeah, well, who, who do you who do you think's at the top at the moment? Look, I can't go past Taryn. Um, she's one of my best mates, and I just know how much effort and stuff that she puts in behind the scenes, um, you know, that she's only just sort of like got to where she can be. Honestly, she can pull out some freaky stuff. You stole mine, which I'll definitely let you have. And you could, I mean, I, you know, what, what else can I say on that? I just, I agree with you. Look, I think there's levels to this stuff, you know, definitely. And there are a few players who are probably maxing out, but that's certainly not Taryn. You know, that that's a player who is yet to reach their full potential. And that's pretty scary because she is doing her thing. Um, outstanding footballer, you know, she's got the agility, um, she's got the vision, um, you know, and, and a lot of the other elements to her game are really coming through. I think her kicking game um, is slowly improving as well, and she's really starting to take control of football teams. So, um, yeah, what what an incredible um, what an incredible player. Place the wrong state. Uh, that's the only bit of shade I'll throw today, <laughs> but, uh, but no, um, yeah, a very, very special player. All right, team. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. I uh, just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. Uh, it's been another incredible week as we, oh, we, we're we getting anxious. We're getting you know nice and close to the NRLW season. And our, our producer, jump on the mic for me. We just want to quickly introduce you, my friend, because you're doing some great things behind the scenes. 
Anna, um, just a little bit about your your um, your love for rugby league and, and and where are you calling in from? Uh, yeah, talk talk to us a little bit about yourself, Anna. Great to have you part of the show. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I'm uh, from Melbourne, but I've actually grown up following uh, rugby league my whole life, really. So I go from Melbourne Storm, uh, which is probably pretty obvious from where I live. Um, <laughs> but yeah, really excited to be part of the show and to get involved with the Women in League um, and see where I we love, can take it. I love that. And now, now I heard, obviously, the Melbourne Storm don't have an NRLW franchise in, so I heard you're a free agent fans now you're really still looking for a team to kind of support so hopefully after tonight's incredible episode um you know we i think we might have found out a, a new gold coast titan supporter there we go so and uh, and uh, jess thank you so much for jumping on my friend i mean you know you coming in and telling your story it leads to you know some of our younger listeners deciding to take that step, you know, deciding to sign up for tackle footy, jumping into some pathways and, you know, you're going out there each and every week, week, you're doing some great things for yourself, you're making a name for yourself, but you're also influencing a lot of younger people behind you. So Jess, an incredible story, one that we only just scratched the surface of tonight, but thanks again for joining Mojo. Thank you for having me. Uh, anytime, anytime. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. Again, we keep checking those stats each and every week and they keep going up and up and up. So we're overwhelmed by your support. We really do appreciate it. But um, look, you know, if you can continue to help support us, download the podcast, uh, share us with family and friends, we really do appreciate it. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.